IP friends, welcome to hashtag IP series with your favorite podcast host Rita and Weary Chinda RAC. Now, if this is your first time listening to my podcast, you're welcome. I hope you find my podcast interesting. I hope you learned something, and also don't forget to subscribe and favorite my podcast so you don't miss out on any other juicy episode uh i mean this year is going to be explosive trust me guys and for my returning listener i just want to tell you guys i love you i appreciate you and don't forget to also share your favorite episodes with your friends and your contact it will mean a lot to me so what do we do here we talk about recent trends cases and development on copyright trademark patent industrial design trade secret geographical indication and plant variety and with that i welcome you to this episode where i will be talking to the creative So, like I earlier stated, today's episode is strictly for creatives. So, the creatives could be um, authors, um, songwriters, compositors, um, artists, anyone within the entertainment industry. Because this this particular case is a very, very, very interesting one. And... um, it features our favorite artist and i love this artist so this is a case so the citation is elliot against katagina et al so this was a case filed in 2019 between um a songwriter called eric elliot he sued fat joe and remy ma um in the their hit song in 2016 nothing can stop me i'm all the way up i hope i don't get sued anyways but yeah he sued them for his own contribution in all the way and i'm going to tell you guys the whole just so the story goes like this in 2019 um eric who's also known as fly havana filed the suits against fat joe and remy man now fat joe's real name is joseph katagina and remy ma is known as remini's maki and he sued them stating that they had cheated him out of his own share um for compensation and ownership in the song he had co-authored with them titled all the way up now um Turns out that um, he was actually paid $5,000 for his contribution. And he was told orally that he would be compensated in, you know, in future for any other earnings that, you know, came up. And that money was paid in 2016. So look at the time difference. 2016 was when the song was a hit and it came out and he was paid. Mm-hmm. And then in 2019, he's going to court to sue. Now, 
the interesting thing about this case is that he signed a contract but he did not read the terms to understand what he was signing now one 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 of the clauses had stated that he was going to waive his copyrights in that song as a co-author um in perpetuity that's forever and ever all over the world and that he was not even entitled to any royalty payment now that's cold guys like i mean you you see some of these so for every time i review a contract and i see in perpetuity um throughout the universe i always want to renegotiate because one it's very important that you you negotiate how far your control over your exclusive rights will go um there has to be a timeline for how far that can also be exploited and commercialized at the end of the day failure to do that means you're waving you're forgoing both your moral right and your economic right now if he says any other additional right these are the rights we're talking about now so i know this conversation came up um last year when we had the um ameno amapiano remix issues someone had responded to my post saying that some artists or creatives wait till a creative work like music um goes viral or let me use the term that most people blows where a song blows like it's a hit um to actually file um go to court and then try to get um seek for redress for remedies or compensation now i get that aspect however as a contributor or as a joint owner or a co-owner of a creative work should you not be entitled to compensation yes you should however where you sign off your rights and you've been paid one off. so the same thing for producers um you're paid one off and then the song becomes a hit and then you come crying and saying i made that song i deserve to end the royalties what does your contract say that's the first question i'm going to be asking you when you come to have that conversation with me you just sign a contract let me see your contract what is the ip clause stating what is the ownership clause stating those are the things i'll be looking out for um what is the percentage of your ownership is that a timeline what how are you making money from it you know these are a few things i'll be looking out for but then i had to point out because i have a group called entertainment and ip hub for lawyers i had initially created it for river state practitioners but i had to extend it you know make it so we have like a, a network of entertainers entertainment lawyers and ip lawyers who want to learn i'm still learning and I believe that with each case, everyone learns. Now, from this case, I had because of that conversation this morning. Um, so the initial post was made um, on billboards, um, and then um, Mark Jaffe, who had, uh, you know, been a guest on our podcast, also shared his views from the United States perspective. So you guys should check out Mark at Mark Jaffe on Twitter to get his views about this case. Where I will be talking. Um, from the point of a Nigerian stand um, point of view so one things I feel um, songwriters should take note of so like I was saying what can songwriters actually um, learn 
from this story. First of all, as a creative, have a lawyer, an entertainment lawyer or an intellectual property lawyer or your retainer so they can read your contracts for you before you sign away both your economic or moral rights in your creative world because your intellectual property can take you all the way up. Hey, did you see what I did there? <laughs> um, secondly, in Nigeria, um, the owner or authorship in a copyrighted work is said to vest or belong basically to the first person who created the work. So, in this case, Fat Joe, Remy Ma, and Eric are the first person. However, in the event of a, um, the event where, however, in the event where, um, so that's subsection 2 and paragraph A and B says, in the event where it's commissioned by a person who is not the author's employer under a contract of service of apprenticeship or not having been so commissioned is made in the course of the author's employment, the contract shall belong in the first instance to the author unless otherwise stipulated in writing on that contract. So the contract is what could make or break your ownership of a copyrighted work. It could make or break how you earn money from that copyrighted work. It could also make or break um, your exclusive rights that you are supposed to have. Now again, section 12 um, talks about right to claim authorship um to claim authorship in a work it must be indicated with any other act referred to um section six as in relation to the exclusive rights rights to publish and the rest of them right to perform in public um then you can also object to seek relief in connection with any distortion mutilation or any other modification or any other derogatory action in relation to that work uh, where to be prejudicial to your honor or reputation. So, how do you claim um, right to your authorship? So, you can read section 12, sub 1, 2, uh, and 3. So, the rights referred to here are perpetual, inalienable, and imprescriptible. Yeah. Um, then, another interesting. Um, point again to take note of is um stated in section 11 sub 6 which states that for the purpose of this section persons shall be deemed to be co-owners if they share a joint interest in the whole or any part of a copyright or if they have interest in the various copyrights in a composite production that is to say a production consisting of two or more works so um, does Eric qualify to be called a co-owner or a co-author? Yes, based on this um, definition. Now, another um, subsection in section 11, I want to make emphasis on this, on section 11 sub 2, which provides an assignment or a testamentary disposition of copyright may be limited to some acts in which the owner of a copyright, the owner of the copyright has exclusive right to control, um, or to a party only of the period of the copyright. And copyright in the musical work, in musical works lasts for seventy years. Lasts for seventy years after the end of the year in which the author dies. Um, 
So what that means basically is for so let's say you live for about sixty to seventy years, your term of duration will still continue reading seventy years after you have died. So that means um in line with section twelve sub three um author could include your heirs or your successors in title so your heirs or anyone who is inheriting your property your successor um can keep enjoying the 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 copyright that comes with that work 70 years after you have died so we've seen um um artists like the marvin gay estate and whitney houston michael jackson fella kuti in nigeria um dark green as well um so yeah now this exclusive right the exclusive rights in a musical work so the exclusive right in the musical work that you as a copyright owner can exploit is um, the right to reproduce any work in any material form right to publish the work right to perform the work in public right to produce reproduce perform or publish any translation of the work <laughs> Uh, make any cinematograph film or record in respect of the work distributed to the public for commercial purposes copies of the work by way of rental lease hire loan or any other similar arrangement you can also broadcast or communicate the work to the public by a loudspeaker or any other similar device and you can also make an adaptation of that work and this is um these are the exclusive rights accorded to a literary or artistic work so you only as the owner these are the rights that you are es- entitled to explore you can also um license or assign this right to someone else so for instance creatives artists can a- assign um the right to publish um their work or reproduce their work in any material form to cmos um they can also assign it to their record label um the publishing um companies so any of this right can be exploited in any form so those are the ways creatives or artists um songwriters or co-owners joint owners can actually commercialize and exploit their work so you have um, the economic right to make money from your work you also have the moral right to, to to state how that work should be used so it should not be used other than what it has been created for so you can't use your work say for porn or anything that will not be considered to be in line with what you want um, now this moral right can also be assigned in perpetuity meaning that you don't even have a say what your work could be used to do so it's best that before you sign a contract you have a conversation with the lawyer your own lawyer so which i believe eric should have done so he's stating that he was pressured into signing that agreement i mean if someone gives you a contract why don't you just say okay uh, i'm gonna get you know get back to you um so when when someone decides to license or use any copyrighted aspect of your work you're paid a stipend called royalties royalties is um how you make your money so you say okay for a term of two years or three years you pay me xyz or whatever whatever arrangement or method is used is dependent on the parties um but for this case now um i'm, I'm just going to keep mentioning what songwriters can learn um 
so i i don't think this is like an infringement case to me it's more like um the author wanting to earn from his creative creativity and also wanting to be acknowledged as the author but now the thing is you were paid a one-off fee and then you signed or you waived your right in perpetuity so that's going to be difficult um again like i said if you want to know about the american or the u.s perspective check out mark jaffe jaffe is spelled j-a-double-f-e um post on twitter also if you reside in river state or any of the niger delta communities or states and you would like to learn more about copyrights uh and how it affects the entertainment industry the importance its role um you know just send me a dm or send me a voice note here or send me an email to ipseriesinfo at gmail.com uh i intend to have a class sometime next month i haven't decided the date yet but i'm going to keep you guys updated and as an author you're entitled to economic and moral rights a contract is what determines it um at the end of the day now in the event of a dispute just like eric went to the new york federal court in nigeria you file your intellectual property dispute at the federal high court um if you don't want to opt for litigation you can opt for alternative alternative dispute resolution mechanisms such as um, negotiation mediation or arbitration arbitration are mostly for commercial disputes you know disputes that are you know how am I going to say example? Okay, let's just say commercial dispute. But then I, th- I, I don't know if there's an opportunity for Eric to sort of renegotiate what he had signed. As if he has a, a clause for that. I don't think so. But then, um, I do feel for him that all he got for his contribution in all the way up, that was and is still a hit, um, is five thousand dollars. I mean, come on. You should have done better and i think maybe he was just I, I don't know i really don't want to say more than i know but then um i hope creatives songwriters have learned something um the importance of copyrights and contracts um can stop you from going all the way up as a creative um so yeah so guys in conclusion um if you're in the creative space in the entertainment space and the literary space um artistic space broadcasting space um copyright law applies to you your contracts are very important don't take it for granted make sure you vet it make sure you read it Make sure you have your lawyer explain each clauses to you. Don't sign anything without negotiating the terms provided. Uh, and we're hoping that this new year uh, we'll see more more creatives, you know, doing better in terms of signing proper agreements and you know, staying away from controversial disputes. Yeah. So now this the federal the New York federal courts held on wednesday that um wednesday being 5th of january anyway that they had already paid eric for his contribution to the song 
all the way up so now another interesting thing is that um while this case was going on it turns out that the actual contract that the parties had signed was missing in action so what did the court do the court relied on the unsigned documents um that's the initial draft that was proposed to him before he signed and i mean it just you know shows you just goes to show you how complicated it is because um the judge in this case said there's no dispute that elliot signed the contract assigning his right to the song while simultaneously receiving the five thousand dollar check from fat joe in exchange so you know you guys have learned something if you did please give me a thumbs up retweet like share favorite and subscribe to my podcast see you in the next episode cheers guys